الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم الذي استوى على العرش العظيم ثم ارسل رسوله الكريم الامامنا رسولنا للمؤمنين والمرسلين صلى الله عليه وعلى اهله واصحابه اجمعين ومن من تبعهم باحسان الى يوم الدين السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته مرحبا بكم جميعا وبارك الله فيكم to my brothers in Canada for allowing me to share with you this mutual benefit in relation to the status of la ilaha illallah in the life of the salafi before i begin this is your uncle your brother your elder abu abdul hadi khalil davis from america and before we begin this particular topic i want to briefly analyze my hadith and ayat in the book of allah in relation to the importance and significance of la ilaha illallah to begin with we know allah he mentions fa'lam annahu la ilaha illallah wa astaghfir li dhanbik in surah muhammad 47:19 Allah says fa'lam so know that none has a right to be worshiped except Allah this is a fil amr a verb of command now Allah Ta'ala says Allahu la ilaha illahu lahu al-asma'ul husna Allahu la ilaha illahu lahu al-asma'ul husna that Allah, there is none that has a right to be worshipped except He. The most beautiful names belong to Him. And Allah Ta'ala says, Shahid Allahu annahu la ilaha illahu wa malaikatu wa uli'inni qa'iman min qist la ilaha illahu al-aziz al-hakim. That Allah Himself bears witness that none has a right to be worshipped except He. And the angels, and those who are endowed with knowledge firmly established upon justice la ilaha illahu al-aziz al-hakim there's none that has a right to worship except he he's al-aziz al-hakim Allah Ta'ala says huwa allahu alladhi la ilaha illahu alimu ghaybi wa shahada huwa ar-rahman ar-rahim والله الذي لا اله الا هو الملك القدوس السلام المؤمن المحمد العزيز الجبار المتكبر سبحان الله عما يشركون and Allah he says again that he Allah لا اله الا هو there's none that has a right to worship except he And then Allah, he mentions again in the Quran in relation to his or his Tawheed Also from the Hadith of the Masjid Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he said خير الدعاء دعاء الرفاء وخير ما قلت أنا ونبينا من قبلي لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له له المق وله الحمد and Allah said the best dua is the dua of Arafah 
and the best of what he has said and those previous prophets before him is that none has a right to worship except Allah alone without any partners. And for him is the dominion, for him is the praise, and he has power over all things. Also, we have a, this hadith can be found in, in Turnavi, or you can say Turnavi, with a kisra or damma. Also, we have a hadith that's found in Sahih Muslim on authority of Uthman, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he said that the message of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, man mat wa huwa ya'lamu an la ilaha illallah dakhla jannah. Whoever dies while they know that none has a right to be worshipped except Allah into the Jannah. Whoever dies while they know, the key here is having knowledge. As Allah mentioned in the first ayah that I presented, فَعْلَمْ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهِ So know that none has a right to be worshipped except Allah. As I mentioned, this is a fil'amr. It's a verb of command. Meaning that we have to have knowledge of لَا إِلَهِ this is the first condition of the conditions of la ilaha illallah. So the hadith of Uthman, he said that the Prophet ﷺ said that whoever dies while they know that none has a right to worship except Allah into the paradise. Also we have another narration where the Messenger ﷺ said, hatta la ilaha illallah. And in the riwayah ukhra, another narration says, yashhadu. And la ilaha illallah. He said, I've been ordered to fight the people. And so they say that none has a right to worship except Allah. And then another narration says, and so they testify that none has a right to be worshipped except Allah. Also, we have the hadith that is well known in Bukhari, in the book of the Bab of Tawheed, when he said that. The hadith of Ibn Abbas, when he said, when the Prophet said Mu'adh to Yemen, and of course, at, in that time, Yemen was predominantly inhibited by the Jews. There were Christians who lived there also, but the Jews were predominant in Yemen at the time. And of course, they testified to the Rabiya of Allah. So he sent Mu'adh to Yemen to call the people to Tawheed. And as Ibn Abbas said, and he said, Mu'ad, he said, you're going to the people of the book. But the first thing is, it is that you call them to, is to the oneness of Allah. And then we know we have the hadith also, the south and the 40 hadith in Unawi, where he says, Bun Islam ala khams, shahadatan la ilaha illallah, ila al-akhira hadith. Where he said that Islam is built upon five. And the first is to testify that none has a right to worship except Allah. To the end of the hadith. La ilaha illallah has a meaning. It has a meaning. And the ma'ana of la ilaha illallah is la ma'abubi haq illallah. That none has a right to worship except Allah. That none has a right to worship except Allah. It's not correct to say that there's no God except Allah. Because this is an erroneous translation. Because there are other deities besides Allah. But none of those deities have a right to be worshipped except Allah. La ilaha illallah, it has a requirement. La ilaha illallah, it has shuruq, conditions. La ilaha illallah has arkan. Two, 
negation and affirmation. So I wanted to, as a prelude, just mention these ayat and ahadith in relation to la ilaha illallah as a reminder of the importance and the significance of la ilaha illallah. So inshallah, in the next few minutes, we're going to take a look at the status of la ilaha illallah in the life of the Salafi. And we're going to turn our attention to the works of a Sheikh Saleh Afawzan Hafidhullah wa Ra'ahu. He has a book called The Meaning of La Ilaha Illallah, its requirement, its effect on the individual and the society. The meaning of La Ilaha Illallah, its requirement, its effect on the individual and the society. So we turn our attention to the chapter of the status of La Ilaha Illallah. The status of La Ilaha Illallah. So the Shaykh, Hafizahullah, in his chapter of the status of La Ilaha Illallah, meaning in the life of the Muslim, and we say in the life of the Salafi, because more importantly, the Salafi, his aqidah, or his knowledge of the aqidah sahiha, the authentic creed, should be more exact and more proficient and more than the average Muslim. There should not be one Salafi who does not know la ilaha illallah from the ma'ana, the meaning, from the shurut, from the arkan, from the muqtada. And they should know it with adilla, with evidences. Because Allah says in the Quran, hatu barhanakum in kuntum sadiqeen. Produce your proof if you're truthful. So in Salafi, his and her deen is based upon adilla. Evidence, barahan, proofs. We're not blind followers. We're not blind followers. We are people of evidences. So we don't take what he said or she said without any evidence. We don't take what he said. We don't take qila wa qal. No, we take Allah, Allah Rasul. Allah said and his messenger said with the understanding of the salaf. So the Salafi should be more equipped. And he or she should know the status of la ilaha illallah in their life more than any other Muslim on the face of the earth. And if we don't, we should analyze our aqidah. We should analyze our minhaj. Very important. Very important. So the Shaykh Saleh Afawzan Hafizahullah, he says, in relation to the status of la ilaha illallah in the life, is that it is the kalima that is ya'luniha al-muslimun fi adhanahum wa qamatahum fi khutbahum muhadathatahum. He said that 
the kalima of la ilaha illallah is that which is pronounced by the Muslims in the adhan, in their iqama, in their khutbah, in their speeches. And he said, it is the kalima that by it was established the heavens and the earth. خُلِقَتْ لِأَجْلَهَا جَمِيعَ الْمَخْلُقَاتِ And because of it, because of La ilaha illallah, all of the creation was created. Because of La ilaha illallah, all of the creation was created. وَبِهَا أَرْسَلَ اللَّهِ رَسُولُهُ And because of it, Allah sent His messengers. And he sent down Kutubuhu, his books, and his legislation, and his rituals, and the deed. And also, وَلِأَجْلَهَا نَصِيبَتْ الْمُوَازِينَ That, because of it, Allah had established the scales. He established the scales because of it. And Allah, because of it, وَبِهَا إِنْقَسَمَتْ الْخَلِقَ إِلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْكُفَّارِ And because of it, Allah had divided the believers and the kuffar because of La ilaha illallah, because of the status of La ilaha illallah, Allah, He had Divided the believers and the kuffar because of it. And also, it is the origin, Allah, of the command and the reward and the punishment. The tawab will iqab. And it is because of it, because of Allah. You'll be questioned in your grave and you'll be held account on Yomu Tiyam. And then the Shaykh repeats again by saying that because of it, falls the reward and the punishment. Mm-hmm. And because of it, Allah has erected the Qibla because of La ilaha illallah. And because of it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, <coughs> excuse me, has established the religion. And because of it, La ilaha illallah, because of the status of La ilaha illallah, is the right of Allah upon all of His servants. It is the statement of Islam. It is the key to the abode of Salam. And you will be questioned. The first of us, the first of us to the last of us, will be questioned about La ilaha illallah. It is the three questions in the grave. And as a point of reflection, 
بمجدد الشيخ محمد بن عبد الوهاب رحمه الله في أصل البوك ثلاثة الأصول وأصول أطلاته وين يمتنس بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اعلم رحمك الله أنه يجب علينا تعلم وعري مسائل الأولى العلم وهو معرفة الله إلى الآخر كلامه بشيخ المجدد شيخ محمد بن عبد الوحب رحمه الله in his tremendous book the three fundamental principles a book in which all of us should know a book in which the ulama say that we should begin with some say kitab which is another book by the sheikh others say the three fundamental principles nonetheless in that book he had outlined the three questions in the grave and the first he says it is ma'rifatullah have a knowledge of Allah have a knowledge of Allah this is the first question it does not mean that you know la ilaha illallah is ma'na the meaning the muqtada requirement the arkan, the pillars, the shurut, the conditions. It's not that you know the meaning of a tawheed, lughatan, waistilahin, but you know the meaning of tawheed in a language and in a deen, with its divisions and its types. No, it's that the Muslim, the Salafi, in their lives, they must internalize and externalize it. It must be the epitome of their lives. It must be the first thing. It must be in the forefront. It must be the pillar, the foundation of their lives. Their lives must be centered around La ilaha illallah. We don't put La, la ilaha illallah around our lives. No. Our lives are centered around La ilaha illallah, meaning everything that we do. <clears throat> how we eat, how we think, how we work, how we live, how we marry, how we sleep, how we use the bathroom. Everything that we do must be centered around la ilaha illallah. <coughs> Excuse me. And not the opposite. It's not that we modify la ilaha illallah in our lives to fit in our lives, no. We must modify our lives to fit into la ilaha illallah. Because unfortunately, and I use that word very loosely because fortunate, or fortune was a Greek god. But nonetheless, some of us, and it's not just the mubtadi'een, the innovators, is not just the dhalim, those who are astray, is not dhalmudil, those who are astray and leading others astray, is not just the Sufi, Tablighi, Shi'i, Ajari, Mu'tazili, Jabari, Qadari, Wakazalik, is also sometimes you find the Salafi, who are not متمكنين في العلم 
when they're firmly grounded in knowledge, you'll find that they temper with and they play with la ilaha illallah in their lives. And as the Sheikh mentioned thus far, our iqama, the adhan, the khutbah, our speeches, the heavens and the earth were established because of it. Allah created all of the creation because of la ilaha illallah. He sent the prophets and messengers because of la ilaha illallah. As he said in the Quran, لَقَدْ بَعَفْنَا فِي كُلِّ أُمَّةٍ رَسُولٍ In the 16th surah, 36 ayah, Allah said that he sent to every nation a messenger calling to la ilaha illallah and to avoid the things that are worshipped besides Allah. So as the Sheikh mentioned, also a distinguishing factor between the mu'min and the kafir. And because of it, the scales were erected. And the reward and the punishments were established. And you the questioning and being held in account was established. And the kibla was erected. And the foundation of the religion is because of it, is established upon it. And it is the right of Allah upon all of his servants. It is the kalimat al-Islam, the statement of Islam. It is the key to the abode of peace. And the first of us and the last of us will be questioned because of la ilaha illallah. And as I mentioned, the Shaykh Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab, rahimahullah, he wrote that tremendous book, Balatatul Usul, because of it. Because of the questions in the grave. And the first being, who is your Rabba? Who is Allah? All of us should know. And sad to say that some of us may fail even the question of who's our Rabbi. Because there are three qualities of Rabbiya. And if you're asking yourself right now, what are those three qualities of Rabbiya? Then it's sad to say. We have not studied and established ourselves in the Tawheed. We have not established ourselves and studied the issues of the Tawheed. But yet we want to talk about everything under the heavens. We want to get on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp. We want to spread Aqila Waqal. We want to become specialists in Jurh wa Ta'adil. Praise and criticism, and no doubt it has a place in religion, and we need to know it. But some of us, all we talk about is reputations, and we have not established and understood the status of la ilaha illallah in the life of the Salaf. Sheikh Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab, rahimahullah, after teaching Kitab al three times to his students. He went back for a fourth time. And they said, Yeah, Shaykh, we know Tawheed already. Let's move to something else. So the Shaykh, the Mujaddid, Rahimahullah, he devised a plan to show them they don't know Tawheed. So he came back to them the next day. And he said to his students, I found out there was a man down the road 
who had sex with his own mother. So all the students begin to say, Then he said, no, no, I, no, no, I made a mistake. I found out that he slaughtered a chicken in a name other than Allah. And the room was so quiet, you can hear a pin drop. So the Mashaykh, they explained the saying that here he showed them they did not know Tawheed, although he taught it to them three times. Because when he told them that he found out that a man down the road had sex with his own mother, which is a major sin, no doubt, they all begin to say, Barudabillah, and other such statements. But then when he said, no, I made a mistake, he started a chicken in a name other than Allah, which is a greater sin, it's shirk billah. The room was quiet. And keep in mind, they learned from the Mujaddid, the reviver of Tawheed. And he taught the book, he taught Tawheed three times. And they still didn't understand. So how about, how about with us? Well, we don't have maybe the ulama, the mashaykh in our lands. And even some people don't even have the students of knowledge amongst them. And the people of benefit and the du'at that teach the issues of la ilaha illallah. But yet, we find ourselves comfortable. And I believe we have about five more minutes, so we're going to try to make a close. So the Shaykh, Rahimahullah, Wara'ahu, a Shaykh Saleh of Ozan, in his book, The Meaning of La ilaha illallah, its requirement. Uh, its effect on the individual and the society in the chapter of the status of La ilaha illallah in the life. We continue by saying that the Sheikh mentions that هذه الكلمة هي الفارقة بين الكفر والإسلام. It is a kalima, a statement that separates between kufr and Islam. It is the statement of the fear of Allah. It is a firm grasp to hold on to. And he said that Allah Ta'ala, he said about himself, شهد الله أنه لا إله إلا هو والملائكة وأولي علمي قائم بالقسط لا إله إلا هو العزيز الحكيم that Allah himself bears witness that none has a right to worship except he and the angels and those who are endowed with knowledge firmly established upon justice and none has a right to worship except he, the mighty, the wise. Third Surah, 18th Ayah. And then he says, the Shaykh Saleh Afawzan, Hafidhullah wa ra'ahu, he says, وَهِيَ كَلِمَةُ الْإِخْلَاءِ It is a statement of sincerity, وَدَعُوتِ الْحَقِّ 
and call to the truth. And the separation from shirk. And he said, and because of it, Allah created the creation. He said, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّةِ وَالْإِنْسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونِ That I've not created the jinn nor the men except to worship me, meaning Allah. The 51st surah, the 56th ayah. And in closing up, and there's much more that can be said. Much more can be said on this topic of La ilaha illallah. Even if we spend our lifetime on this kalima, we will never do justice to it. But in closing, it was said by Ibn Uyayna, Rahimahullah, that there's not a better blessing that Allah has bestowed upon the servant except the great blessing of knowing La ilaha illallah. Once again, Ibn Uyayna, Rahimahullah, he said that there's not a better blessing upon the servant that Allah has bestowed upon him that is greater than the blessing of knowing La ilaha illallah that none has a right to be worshipped except Allah. And he said, why? Because La ilaha illallah li ahla jinnah because La ilaha illallah to the people of Jannah is like cold water for the people of the dunya. It is like cold water for the people of the dunya. And this statement can be found <coughs> in Ahmed. And the hadith of Ahmed. So with that, we're going to close it out. And I hope that my statements were clear. And I ask Allah to accept it from me and from you. And I apologize if I went too fast and if I stuttered, if my speech was unclear. And I also apologize because usually I stop every few minutes to make sure that I'm heard clearly and I'm understood. Nonetheless, may Allah accept it from me and from you. Anything that I said was correct from Allah, from Allah alone. Anything I said from mistakes to myself and the shaitan. Subhanakallah, Mubdik. أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت أستغفرك وأتوب إليك أقول قولي هذا أستغفر الله لي ولكم ونصلى تفكر ذبات حفظكم الله من كل شاء وكنتكم في جناته السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته